on and live stream setting is on this is it this is a michael later we are back tonight everybody yay give it up it's monday night we are back to night very special guest we've been working very hard to get jolene here and she's finally here before i'm going to introduce her which i do properly in just a second i just i'm really excited it's finally the day jolene is here and we're going to talk about great stuff greatness achieving Ooh, delivering over the top. That's what we're going to do. Before we're going to do that, I would like to introduce the video sponsors of this podcast. They make this happen that we can produce this podcast for you and highlight our community one time, one time, one time, one time, brew. Yes, we got something very, very special. I pressed <laughs> the wrong button. That wasn't supposed to happen. <laughs> Wow, one time brew. We got a new release upcoming very shortly. Don't know exactly what it is. There it is. All hell can stop us now. I know why they're doing that because one time brew is here to stay. They do it all. They do the out of ordinary. They combine flavors. They make beer right next to where you sit. Tap room is closed. However, they are open. You can go right now. You can get those growlers. That's new. You can get growlers now. You go in, shop. You get merch, shop can support them anything counts right now for them the tap room is closed but right there they have it all set up go back one more time i want to highlight that t-shirt that beautiful one-time t-shirt and then we have the taco tuesday and look at all those cans all those releases are limited when they drop they drop and then it's one time brew that's what happens store location lucas where is that at do you know? Do you know? Do it's you know? right across from Push Fitness Center. Yeah. So get in a workout and then go grab yourself a beverage because you deserve it. That's what we do. That's what One Time Brew does. And One Time Brew is here for you right now. And location wise, I, sh I shared that on the story. I just wanted to say that because I'm a perfectionist. We saw he was a perfectionist. Anybody? It's you, Michael. Me. I am. Yeah. It can be a good thing or it can be a bad thing. Yep. 415 Fort William Road. There we go. 415 Fort William Road. You go now and shop. You can order online as well if you don't want to go in in person. That's all good. Also, this episode of the podcast brought to you by Raphael's Tailoring. He is open for you right now. Just call ahead or when you arrive. Tuesday, Fridays, 9.30 to 4.30 and Saturdays, 9 to 4. He does it all. Alterations. I have this. I have his beautiful business card right here on this desk. And it's just... <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> it's so good. It's just like... This is a live show. That's, those things happen. Ah, uh, there we go. I love his dressing. He does like... You know, the way he's presenting himself. He dressed always sharp he lives what he does and that's very true to his trade he's he learned his trade in italy and he's here for us at 905 tungsten street and you can visit him on the corner of tungsten and central and it's for everybody and his tagline hashtag that's actually exists on instagram too i looked that up for those cut from a different class follow him now on facebook and instagram Call 476-0669. Raphael's tailing. Fine tailing for men and women and everybody else. He does help everybody. That's what he does. Also, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Satellite Location Alert. Poco, Poco, Poco Mass. Poco Mass is back. 
they are just very exciting. If you follow them on Facebook, you would have been notified. You should do that right now. There is a new link. It popped up right there on Instagram, too. Click on that. I want to see what's happening. I need one of those T-shirts, too. Where can I get those? Hook us up, Bianca. Yeah, I need one. Yeah. I and want it. Like right now. Build your own burrito rice bowl and taco salad. What's the menu like? The online menu has been updated. There are many choices for everybody. Combo sides, but also the burrito rice bowl and taco salad. Let's do, let's do, let's do the burrito. Burrito? What, what, how do you feel like? There you go. The burrito. Build your own burrito with chicken, pork, beef, and veggie options. All burritos are made with flour tortillas. Ooh. Beef. Oh, oh, whoa. Oh, double meat, put that on there. And then what are we gonna do with the toppings? What about some refried beans, rice, iceberg lettuce, pico de gallo? And... Oh, you want me to pronounce this? <laughs> Lucas is like this, pronounce this, Michael. Uh, oh, uh, how do I pronounce this? Oaxaca. Oaxaca cheese. What kind of cheese is that? It's a crumbly, like almost like a feta. Ah, uh, so it's like a goat? Uh, I'm not sure if it's goat, but we're gonna have to look that it's up. Crumbly. Okay. Nice. All right. So that's is what Lucas would build his burrito like. Not even close. But I would definitely do. He just ordered that for me, and this is how you do it. Order <laughs> online burrito poco mas. They are there. They're gonna continue forever because it's one more poco mas by El Tres Satellite. Check out the menu right now. Also, this episode of the podcast brought to you by Oh Float. Book your float right now. Play this video there. I know that one. This one. Which one is it? Oh, this one's like ten minutes. This one is amazing. This is Gavin, one of the co-owners, and he is resilient, a hundred percent. He's flexible, hundred percent, and he also does a lot of stuff with breathing and ice. And he has an amazing notch. He's been on the podcast, actually. But I want to see the other one because you can, like, walk into a float right now. This is how it looks. There's a door. You open it up. Another door. And then you're in the main room. You take your shoes off. And then you book in. And this is a double door. You walk into it. And there is your float tank. There your it spaceship is. spaceship for your mind. It's so good. I float once a month. I have the membership. I strongly, if you, the membership, you don't commit you get one float a month and they roll over and they never expire. So it's the best deal for the dollar. However, they have other packages as well. You can check that out right now online or you just walk in a float.floathelm.com booking. You can book online. That's super easy. There you go. He's quick. And calling 767-3529. And then you can book. They have three float tanks, 60 minutes, 90 minutes, whatever you want to do. And then you do what you want to do. It's floating, zero gravity, no stress, disconnect. And the salt water is good for your skin as well. There's so many benefits. Reduce your stress, ease the pain on the joints, everything. Just float. Lock in now to claim your float or create an account. All right, this episode is now going to start and we are going to be very excited. Lucas, please be excited. <laughs> very special guest with me here tonight. The Michael Aiden is back Monday night. This is episode... Lucas is throwing me 202. 202. Where's the stream? You what, closed what, it? What did I do? Google Chrome. 
Yeah, you moved it to the side. It's catched on the. Um, these. these. <laughs> hey, Natalie, how you doing? These wonderful Macs, I tell you. Mm, yeah, still trying to get used to it. It's cool. You you doing very good. The Michael is back Monday night, episode two hundred two. Tonight, please give it up to the one and only here with us on the Michael It's Jolene Puyas. <laughs> good job. <laughs> I never know. I always get there, and in my mind, I'm like, hmm. You did good. You did good. Thank you, Jolene. You're here tonight. I am. Thank you so much. No, thank you. Thank you. It's an honor you brought us a beautiful present. I did. Thank you. It was tasty. This is is really good stuff. And, you know, we tried it, and here we are. It's cold, very cold outside, and it makes you want to go inside and do a podcast tonight, right? It does, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I saw, I announced this story last night on Instagram. And then I was, that was already like 10.30. So I'm, this was me checking in on your bedtime, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was sleeping probably. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, sleep is so important. It is. And I then got up today at 6. And then I went on a treadmill. And shortly after 6, I saw you shared the story. And then I knew you were you doing something right now. Right? Yes. You were, you were training this morning, weren't you? I was. I was on the bike. On the bike? Yeah. Nice. Yep. How is that like, is that easy for you to get up in the morning and go on that bike and get it done? Yes. I love it. Oh, wow. It's, I'm a, I'm a morning person. You so, are? Uh, always have been. Mm-hmm. Oh, always have been. Always have been, yeah. Remember those days yeah. when we could sleep like t- till 10 or 11 or noon? You never did that? Um, rarely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean... Probably more so in my twenties when I was, you know, yeah, 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 having a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but the parents were always like, "Yeah, let them sleep. That's good. Just let them sleep." Yeah, <laughs> I'm a napper. I like naps. Naps so, are powerful. Yeah. You know Einstein? He believed into naps too, and the way he did it, he was laying on the couch, and he would take a coin in his hand, and then he would leave the arm like this, and as soon as he fell asleep, the coin would drop, and he would wake up. Because then you don't you you feel refreshed for that five two minutes or whatever it is, right? And then because sometimes when you do a nap, you're really afterwards you're just like, right? Yeah. Like that's why I hate naps, but it's like naps are good. But the feeling when you wake up from the nap sometimes is like, oh man. Like if you overnap, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you don't want to overnap. Like what's a healthy nap distance? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I haven't really napped in a long time, but, uh, mm. I mean, I could, a good ca- half an hour cat nap is perfect it's for me. perfect, yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you have trouble then sleeping at night? Uh, not usually, mm. no, yeah. If I nap, I can't sleep at night. Mm-hmm. I can, I drink an espresso now, or coffee, and that'd be good. But it's, if I would nap during the day... No. Yeah. Uh, according to Healthline, limiting your naps to 10 to... F- 20 minutes can leave you feeling more alert and refreshed more than that, especially longer than 30 minutes. <clears throat> is likely to leave you feeling sluggish, groggy, and even more tired than before you closed your eyes. Yeah. Is, is napping like REM sleep or deep sleep or light sleep? It wouldn't be REM. Yeah. Can you check that? 
Sure. Thank you. It's just like I have this watch and it checks my sleep. Tonight I got like 55% out of 100. Oh. I slept like five hours and 55 minutes. That's it, that's not. No, six hours are good, right? Yeah. Nah. You may need a little bit more. You think so? Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> but I do the I, I do the ice barrel though. Well, that wakes you up. No, but that's like recovery is faster. Wakes uh, me up. <laughs> I think it would wake anybody up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ninety minute naps typically involve a full cycle of sleep, including the REM stage. Oh wow, that's where the magic is, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Do you know about this? I'm just not. No, it's not like I studied naps or anything like that. I just enjoy them once mm. in a while. That's when the eyes move so right. really weirdly, right? When you're in REM, yeah. 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 Rapid eye movement. Yeah. Sleep. I, thank you. Yeah. Well, that's you're welcome. Wow, you're so good. No. <laughs> I just have a lot of useless facts. <laughs> Jolene, how much yes. time do you spend working out in a day? In a day. Um, well, it, it would depend if I am training for something or not. Mm -hmm. Uh, so t on a typical day, I would, uh, wake up and do my cardio in the morning. On uh, empty, empty, empty belly, empty belly. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I usually about do half an hour, 45 minutes right now. Yeah. And then I'll do about an hour lifting wow. in the evening. Oh, wow. So you lifted yeah. tonight? Um, I did this afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Wow. Because then you wake up again, right? You feel afterwards, you feel refreshed. Um, yeah. I just, um, I like having some meals in me before I lift. Mm -hmm. um, I a few years ago, six years ago, before I had my son and was single, um, I did actually work out in the morning at four thirty every morning. So I lifted wow. and did cardio then. Wow. Um, and ever since I have switched my lifts to a later afternoon lift, it's just, I've had better quality lifts and just, you know, more strength and more energy. And yeah. so I, I, I prefer that route. I do too. If I can, I do cardio and then at night I do weights or body weight, whatever. Right. I like to break it up, but I have to pick my, my time is like, it's crunch time every day six hours of sleep here and there but it's like if i pick if i pick running then it's hard to also work out the muscles still at the same time but it's important right. because it's balanced too right if yes. you only train just one thing all the time it's it's not going to be good no yeah. yeah oh i like how you do that <laughs> it took me a while to understand that same with rotation too like a split yeah. yeah yeah i would break it up now i maybe i run for two three days and then i I bike or i roll right right but rowing doesn't burn much calories no no so you it's, gotta row harder yeah you gotta go <laughs> harder <laughs> gotta get those Faster. rpms up yeah i don't know i'm i roll pretty hard I do, I do 40. Yeah. I've seen some of your stats yeah. on uh, Instagram on your rowing. That's yeah. impressive. I, I haven't rowed for like half an, a month. And half now. an hour. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't have a rowing machine, which is fine. So what, what do you want to talk first about Winnipeg or Toronto? Uh, well, I did Winnipeg first this year. Mm -hmm. Um, 
that's like so amazing because you were scheduled to be here right after Winnipeg, right? Yes. Uh, yes, I was. And then I had to cancel on you. Yes. That's it's all that's okay. it's all my shit. Yes. There you are. <laughs> Look at you. There I am. Oh my god. Yeah. Looking shredded. Wow. Yeah, I, that's probably the most um lean I have been for a competition. It's crazy. What was your body fat percentage? You know what? I I I don't know. We uh didn't take any calibers. Um but I do know when I competed six years ago, um, my body fat percentage at the show I did six years ago was 7% body fat. Wow. Um, and there I'm much leaner. So I would say, I mean, if it's probably about five, four or 5% body fat. I was pretty lean. That's crazy. Yeah. That's like ultimate athlete kind of condition. Yeah, it was it was insane. It was a long haul to get to um, this show and that physique. Um, yeah, COVID threw some wrenches in there for me, but uh, we did it. Yeah, that's the the Van Dyke Classic, right? The Van Dyke Classic, yeah, in, in Winnipeg. In Winnipeg, and that was in November, I guess, early November. Uh yes. So it was November six. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then you. Did you go with somebody together or was it just you? Um, it was just me. Uh, my three aunts actually drove down um, okay. and met me there. There's my one aunt there is Auntie Anna. Mm. Um, so they were able to come and watch me. That's so that amazing. was awesome. Yeah, it's good to have somebody, right? Yeah, it was nice. It was nice having them in the crowd and yes. just being there. Wow. Yeah, it's always like if you you go somewhere else, it's always a different atmosphere. It's a different area, you know. Yeah, like, that's my auntie Anna. Wow. Yeah, she's taller than you, just by a little bit, eh? <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit. Yeah. Sure, wow. it's not the hair. <laughs> Maybe it's the hair. No, she's a little taller than yeah, me. I'm pretty short, so <laughs> not even the shoes. They're about the same too. Wow. Yeah. That's and you you did two big trophies there. Yes, yeah, so I competed in um, figure masters, which is thirty five plus, mm -hmm. and then the figure open category, which is eighteen and over. Oh, so that's age, right? That's age. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow! So you had the best physique out of out of everybody. Yeah, well, this show was very small, so I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> there was only three people in my in the entire category but hey a win um, is a win yep it's, i'll take it yeah if it's yeah. just you then i would say okay but <laughs> if it's a three see i did that once my coach signed me up for a 200 meter butterfly right and he didn't tell me he only did it because he knew i would win it because i was the only one in my year in swimming you compete by bore the year you're born oh, okay yeah so i'm born 84 so I got gold and I was like the champion of the city, but it was only me. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like, it's smart move by the coach though. Like yeah. it, it just felt good. It's good marketing too. Yeah, exactly. Like Michael Westerman, gold medalist. Of the city. Of the city. Yeah, that's yeah. A, that is a ring to it. A win's a win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but for you, you, you know, we saw how you looked and how you are and what you, I follow you on Instagram and I see what you do in your stories and how motivational you are. 
everything you do, you live for those moments a lot. Yes. Um, yeah. I, once I commit to something, I'm in, all in. Yeah. And that's just the type of person I am. Um, like when I started working out, it's just that's what I've done. And it's just... It's such a huge part of my life, mm -hmm. either competing or not. I'm always going to exercise. I'm always going to go to the gym. It's yeah. like I need, I, it's just me now. Yes. It's because it becomes you. Is that easier because, is that because it's easier to always train than take a day off? Just uh, no, I have no, um, qualms about taking my rest days. I mean, yeah. they're pretty scheduled now. So usually Wednesdays and Saturdays I rest so no lifting um I'll still do cardio sometimes mm -hmm. um just depends how I feel but yeah and and if if my body is not feeling great or you know I'm just like tired I I'm a firm believer in listening to your body mm -hmm. um so if I need an extra rest day I I take it yeah you can feel it now right yeah you can it took how long did that take to do know what the body's telling you? It took me a couple years to figure that out and yeah. to and to really learn that. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm really self-aware of my body and what is going on in my body. Yeah. Um, even if I feel like a cold or something coming on, I could I can nip it in the bud right away because uh -huh. I'm very like in tune. Yes. Um, it takes practice, mm -hmm. right? It also takes. Um, patience uh like we w often want to keep going keep going and keep going but it's important to rest and yeah give your body a break mm -hmm. yeah i agree with that it's like i feel like it's you learn through experience maybe even not misfortune but like oh i pushed too much you know i felt it and then I, when i think about the injury or i feel like i tweaked something i still did go and I, maybe I should have just rested. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then the next time you feel something, you you can feel it out better. Right. It's crazy. Do you stretch a lot? Uh oh, I'm horrible at stretching. Oh, I'm gonna lie. Really? Yeah. Ooh, is your coach gonna give you a hack for that? No. Who's well, your coach? Andre. Andre. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he won't give me hack. He's yeah. too nice. Who he, who doesn't need coach, right? Right. Oh, man, what He's, a lineup. Yeah. Wow. Team Andre. How did it feel when you, you know, in Winnipeg, I don't know how it went down, but you, when did you know you won the first one and then you topped the other one too? Um, well, to be honest, because there wasn't very many women in that show, um, like, you know, but it's, you never know because you don't know what the judges are looking for. Um, I think I, I had a feeling as soon as I stepped on that stage and I just like, mm. I nailed my posing and um, that was my goal was to just nail it and just go there, do my job and do my thing. Yeah. And um, then I kind of knew, right? Kind of had that feeling oh, okay. that, you know. Oh. Yeah. Um, I usually yeah. have that feeling too, like when I do exams <laughs> and I feel like I did really good and I didn't. <laughs> that it, happens too yeah, so i mean know. you just don't know but um either way i mean i i set out what i wanted to do it's amazing um january 2nd of 2021 20, wow 
um, was to hit stage again. So about 10 um, months. When I was 40. So that was my goal. And I was determined to do it before I turned 41. Wow. Um, so we did it. There was often times when I didn't think it was going to happen. Mm. Um, okay. Yeah, with the world right now. With the world and mm. everything. So that picture right there with my dad, that is um, when I competed before my son. So that was in 2015 wow. in Ottawa. Oh. Yeah, and I came in first in my class Again? in that show. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Number one. <laughs> <laughs> Not always, but yeah. in that particular show, yes. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's like one of the, I think winning, do you agree with this? Winning takes losing to lose, you, to win, you need to lose. I, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I do. It, it gives it, you know, it allows you to improve and to become better. So, mm -hmm. right. Yeah. Where do you keep all those trophies stacked? <laughs> They're in my basement right now. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah because that's like you know they're pretty big yeah <laughs> they are like the last two pots you got they yeah. allow me to say this this way like in soccer you you know they always say at the end of the season you get the big pot it's just like look it up dfb pokal dfb and then p no dfp dfp no b oh my god i can't spell and then p-o-k-l yeah a picture there you go it's like this big thing and they like this is like almost like your trophies just a little yeah. bit then no actually it's almost about that yeah i think they like come up to my my knee or something they're pretty tall you would drink out of it like, <laughs> i haven't yet but no maybe. But it's on the list it's on the list of so you haven't even eaten cereal out of it either no no mm. i'm not much of a cereal eater but cereal but i would i would definitely eat cereal out of a trophy you would I would With or craft dinner or craft dinner. <laughs> something just obscene. Mm. Maybe Chef Boyardee. Some burritos. Yes. Yeah. From Poco Mas. Mm. Well, there you go. You can make a burrito bowl oh, with man. the trophy. That's a good idea. Yeah. A burrito cup. <laughs> uh, Lucas, I need you to take over for a second. Okay. Uh, how much do you deadlift? Oh, well. You know, I, I don't really keep track. Yeah, I kind of know. Um, so my PR for a rack pull, I think was 345. That's impressive. Yeah. I think I've only ever gotten up to like four. And then like I did one of those things where you pull it and your knees go all shaky and then you drop the weight and then you fall over and you pass out. <laughs> I've done Shit. that a bunch. That's not good. <laughs> no, no, it's dangerous. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think. I'm pretty sure that was my my heaviest rack pull to date. It's pretty good. Yeah, I don't. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't really like can track PRs or things like that. It's just not been my thing to do that. But. Yeah, but you record what you write down in like a program, I guess. Yes, I yeah. do. Yeah, but I don't like. I mean, because some weeks are going to vary, so I don't always go for a PR. Maybe that's what I'm yeah, trying true. to say. I don't train to to go for a PR. Yeah. yeah. Well, especially when you're 
doing it for like a figure instead of like uh, power, like Olympic Olympic lifting. Right. Yeah. yeah. So. Right on. Yeah. Uh, I had another question, but now I'm blanking. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh, maybe another shot of sure tequila would <laughs> loosen my <laughs> you, mind, but yeah. that's probably a terrible idea since I do not drink, and I gotta drive home. Um, Don't drink and drive. So, uh, yeah, Natalie Ferris says hello. Hey, Nat. I'm assuming that's your cousin. She is Because I'm pretty sure I know who who that is. Who doesn't know who Natalie is? She's a live one, that that Natalie. She is. I bet. I love her. (laughs) Um, So how do you find uh, training with uh, Andre? Wow. Okay. So training with Andre, uh, he is intense. Let me tell you. I can tell by the way he eats burgers. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Um, who is this? (laughs) It's Kevin, Jolene. Hey. Hey, how are you? Good. How are you? Yeah. What is happening? Hello, come on in. Bring beer. Uh, There, there, there. Kevin just taxed it. He said he's in the area. He said he's just going to stop in. Yeah, yeah you could say here. Sweet. There we oh. go. I don't know. Maybe I this am is how fantastic. we do it. Live show. You just well, text us, and then boom, you here. Beer delivery. <laughs> Beer delivery. Beer delivery. One time, bro. Um, we're just gonna do. I'm sorry to interrupt. I know you guys were just talking about Andre and his pull-ups in the backyard, right? His back. <laughs> as big as this table. That's what he does. Well, his back is a barn door. Yes. They call him Turtle, Turtleback. You should hear my voice now. And then there's the mic. I push that up. How we doing? I'm just gonna see. There might be a click when I push the phantom power on. Yep. There we go. Try now. How's that going? Everybody That's perfect. Yeah. Okay, great. Good. That's it. Wow. Look at this. Yeah. <laughs> the party. Do you know Kevin? No. No, I don't know you either. Hi, I'm nice Kevin, to meet you. Nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah, Jolene. Yeah, Kevin is uh, running along with his team the one time, bro. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's us. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I brought some stout, by the way, if anybody wants to try it. You want to try it? Oh, wow. Is that the, uh, the chocolate hugs? No, this is the Killer Kowalski. It's uh, the one that we have on tap. Oh, there's only two kegs left, so I figured I'd bring some of that since we don't get it in cans often. Yeah, I have some glasses if anybody yeah, wants to. Sure. Why not? So, Lucas said deadlift, eh? We need to, like, the deadlift, you the 300 what? You said something, Julian. Uh, I think it was like 345. That's a lot. There may be a video on my Instagram. I am not 100% sure. Mm. Wow. Yeah, I take some. Was it recent? Um, it was actually during my prep, so I was like in wow. deficit when I did it. Oh wow! So you could probably do like three sixty. Um, maybe we'll we'll see. Oh, maybe it was on one of my stories. Yeah, yeah. I love your stories. They're so motivational. Oh, thank you. Yeah, they get me going. It's the same way on Facebook too. The posts you do, so yeah. motivational. I love that you share that all. Thank you. Yeah, that's. My um, goal is to just inspire people. Yeah. Yeah. You do that. 
I gonna need you to Kevin if you can set back a little bit because we need to push that arm down a little bit because otherwise just like pulling it pulling it pulling it pulling it pulling it that's good and now I'm gone <laughs> that is not good <laughs> do you see that no that's, that's, uh, oh yeah there you're, you're you're cut right off that's no that just leave it like that okay and we're gonna move the camera oh, yeah that's how we're gonna do it sounds good yeah that's beautiful we've never done this this is a first first yeah, yeah. we've that's never okay. done a walk-in but you know sometimes you just have to do new things that's right yeah. nothing wrong with that do you are you are you is that like something you're comfortable with doing new things that you've never done before um it, it depends yeah <laughs> i am not <laughs> I'm a very comfortable zone person <laughs> yeah i want to try this now cheers all right cheers thank yeah. you so much 8.9 so Oof. oh boy she'll, she'll get you it's got a little bit of dark chocolate in it as well so mm. just allergy warnings if anybody is but that's smooth. Ooh, that is actually tasty. Wow. Very tasty. Good more job. On the, it's more viscous than the hugs, mm. but uh, yeah, definitely a popular one. It's probably one of our most popular in the tap room for sure. That's crazy. Is that a limited one too then? Yeah, we only did uh, about 10 kegs of it. Wow. And uh, we're running on our last two. Well, obviously it's closed right now, but. Yeah. yeah. Growlers. Yeah, we, we did talk about it. It's amazing. We have like the gift cards, the growlers, and then there's something else you've been, you, 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 you know, this is all you, if you want to oh, talk about it. Yeah. Um, wow. And I, and if we are okay to show pictures, you let us know Lucas could show pictures if you wanted him to. Oh, fair enough. Okay. Do you have that photo I sent you? There yeah, it is. They, we have them all, but you give us permission and we will show them. Yeah, absolutely. So um, this is actually the first announcement of it. I was going to put it on social media a little later tomorrow, but uh, what better time? So um, we've actually been teasing about this for a little while was our Death Romantic. It's uh, an Imperial Stout, very similar to what you guys are having right now. Um, it is uh, 9%, so obviously very big. Um, it's a limited edition run. So we're going to be doing this limited edition series that uh, it's going to be branded a little different and we're going to be selling it by the bottle, 750 milliliter champagne bottles. Oh, nice. Uh, wax tip, wax dipped, uh, the whole deal. It's also going to come with a little bit of branding as well. So this is a more of that exclusivity kind of club. They're going to be coming in around $30 a bottle. And then on top of that, you're going to be able to have a shirt combo and all that kind of great stuff Ooh. as well. So um, yeah, so this is it. Uh, we're coming out. We're doing something a little bit more collector style um and yeah we wanted to go with that really dark kind of obviously for the stout but also it's probably going to come around that late february valentine's day so that's where so, we came up with so it. quick <laughs> so quick well we've had it for a while so oh. it's been it's been it's been doing its thing yeah i just uh, need you to pull your mic there a little bit closer to yeah you. there we go how's that that's perfect okay cool yeah so uh, and it's gonna be pre-order only pre-order so only is once, there a limit to pre-ordering uh it's gonna be pretty well so you'll be able to pre-order it on the website and when it's ready you come pick it up and it's exclusive only that way so it, yeah. it, it kind of gives it that little bit of limited edition that's amazing. on top of our one-off beers anyways which is pretty limited edition so yeah those are ones those ones you age right can you age this uh yeah we age this um we recommend when people cellar it so you know you buy a bottle throw it in your cellar have it a year from now two years from now um oh, wow. it's one of those kind of you know trades only kind of deal <laughs> that's almost like uh, the wine Oh. Mm. Very yeah. similar. I, I, I like to drink stouts like wine or IPAs like wine. You know, you split six ounce, eight ounce with a friend and you try it. Mm. Sometimes when you have a few of those, they're they're a little hefty. So uh. we recommend sharing it with someone if you're going to get it. But it's one of those little novelties. Yeah. Julene, did you did you treat yourself like when you 
you after Winnipeg, you know, you did you do something? Like I saw you in probably you dived into food, but did you dive into beverage too a little bit? Um yeah, I, well, I had a couple glasses of wine with my aunt. Ah. Yeah. And then that was it cuz I it. was going right into another show. Toronto, so, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. But here you are, you're trying it tonight. I yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's amazing. So this is happening for February. We're hoping for February, yeah, to to release. We're going to be launching the uh, the pre-orders this week. This week, yeah. Okay. Well, so we stay tuned on social media. Absolutely, stay tuned on Instagram, social media. Uh, might be posted late night, might be posted early morning. Um, really depends on and when we get the final right? AOK okay, from from the bottles uh, manufacturer to show up. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's so it'd be onetimebrew.co slash death slash death slash death. Oh yes. How did you come up with that? Oh man, I don't even know where I came up with Death Romantic. It, uh, if you go to, do you have the shirt photos on there? A couple shirts there. Uh, like on the, the Death Romantic shirts. Oh. Uh, I don't think I got them. I'll, uh, I'll text them over to you guys while we're, while we're chatting here and you're asking yeah. your questions. But we got, um, it's a really cool idea. I, I created this, this graphic with um, a Grim Reaper holding a rose. And uh, that's kind of our full signature for the brand for the death romantic and then the death romantic label it's going to go with it so we got three shirt options and that's one of them and that's kind of where the name kind of stemmed from okay yeah i like that you know always show the support of the t-shirts too yeah i was doing something a little different right you got to combo it with something yeah we yeah. might come up with a little bit more things as well that well it slowly develops almost like a kickstarter campaign things will slowly start to build on it if we get a lot of traction that's good yeah you adopt and you adjust just like you did, Julian, now too, right? You train at home a lot, I guess, because the gyms are closed. Yes. Yeah. Right yeah. now, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's like that's a. Is it a bummer, or are you fully prepared, anyways, right? No, it's it's a bummer. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Uh, it's not the same experience, that's for sure. Right. Yeah. Where do you go? Uh, I go to Movadi. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. They have like they have the exclusive female section upstairs, right? They do the ladies only ladies only. I like that. You know that you, if you want to be comfortable and you don't want to do anything else, you can just go there. Yeah. When I originally started uh, working out there, when they first opened, that's where I would, would go. Yeah. Um, but now I, I go to the main gym area. So yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Yes. It's nice to have that option. Sometimes if there's a machines that you can't get on when it's busy, I, mm. at least I can walk upstairs. Wow. And <laughs> oh, what? that's nice. Men can't do that. No, no, that's yeah. it. I do. I used to go to Movari too for a while and they have those machines with the legs where you like, you spread them like this. Yeah. And, and they really like, they were really good for me, but some people, they, you know, they, the perception is still like, a little bit off that some why would a man use that but you know how beneficial that machine actually is it's super well, good yeah. actually a lot more males are using I'll those machines now so. oh okay yeah. good yeah. yeah it's changing right it's changing it yeah. is changing i like that the rock says if you don't have like if you don't work out your legs you're not a proper uh he says man but like you know you always have to have that balance again yeah hey good legs strong legs are your foundation right mm -hmm. like a tree it is yeah. largest muscle in the body, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like the, you're in your legs, the quads, the quads. Yeah, yeah. that's like the twenty percent body weight, maybe. Lucas would have to look that up, but he's busy right now. Yeah, Lucas is like quadruple tasking right now. 
doing a good job. I like it. Yeah. He's, that's why he's, well, he's here. Yeah. I couldn't do this without him. It's crazy. I got to say, I love the setup, man. This is the first time I've been down here. Uh, obviously, my first time when I was on the show, I was we were COVID edition. Yeah, we were. I was in my sunroom. I remember that. And this is this is fantastic. This is exactly like I always dreamed of doing something like this mm-hmm. and having different guests on. And like it's just so fun to actually see if somebody actually have a studio and doing it. Yeah. Like it, it, it's so fun. We have a uh, one of my coworkers, Aaron. He uh, we always wanted to do like a beer and like a let's call it uh what was it beers and business kind mm-hmm. of cast po- like podcast like once a week we'd have beer and just talk about different business owners in town and uh now that we're developing the new studio for 960 i was like oh man we should totally build in a space just to do some like podcasting or even just monologue style yeah you know youtube monologues would be really interesting this is awesome mm-hmm. yeah you helped building this right now your support <laughs> with one time bro well hey you helped build us so it's uh, feelings mutual i love it it's really it's really really good yeah, so to answer your question, Michael, a mm-hmm. uh, percentage of muscle is in the legs, uh, thighs, uh, 10, 10.5% for men, 11.8% for women. Wow. Why is that yeah. bigger for women? I didn't know that. Uh, bigger hips, maybe. Our hips, maybe. Our uh, okay. Structure. Yeah. That's impressive. So that means you would be better runner, right? With that, was that what it means? It means well, she can lift more uh, than you, Michael. <laughs> Definitely. I can't lift 300 pounds. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I can like eat 300 pounds. That's you can do anything you put your mind to. That is true. That is, that is the motivation I need oh, to actually yeah. do that. <laughs> but I can't believe you know what, what you guys do is so incredible. Like mm. I have a lot of friends who are in shows and do all that is like, I don't have the discipline for that. And I couldn't imagine the discipline you have to put yourselves under for that. That is amazing. So congratulations oh thank you yes it's a lot of lot of discipline yeah we're just talking about how she won two cereal bowls in winnipeg (laughs) like those like captain crunch or those big silver pots yeah like those big championship trophies oh the ones we eat cereal out of yeah yeah i got you there you go yeah oh that's fantastic yeah you're pretty big you would they even fit like if you did you fly or were you driving um, I flew, so thankfully my aunts who came, they drove, so yeah, um, okay. they were able to um, take the trophies and all the goodies that I won, mm-hmm. um, which was amazing, uh, so much supplement, I still have all the supplements, so it's really great that uh, it's lasted me this long. But uh, good that they drove because I would have to find a way to ship everything home. Yeah, (laughs) only one carry-on, right? If at all. Yeah, I'd have to buy another suitcase (laughs) and pay another $60 or something. Yeah, those don't fit in suitcases either. No. Maybe the Ottawa one. But like, then you, you came back, you unpacked, and there was no real break for you. No, yeah, so... Um, this is getting better, Kevin, because she went right to the next competition. Yeah, yeah I was so gonna say, how many how many in a row? I did this year. I did two in a row. So right after Winnipeg, I went to the Toronto Pro Show. And you drove there. I flew. Oh, to you Toronto. flew. You flew to Toronto. Yeah. Okay. Mm. I was say, so it was you... four weeks in between. Four, that's it. Eh? Yeah, four weeks. Wow. wow, that's nothing. Is it? Is that anything? Um. It is. It, it's it's hard because you're super like you're depleted already, 
I mean, like the conditioning and everything's there already. Um, it's just maintaining that. Mm. Uh, so that was really hard. Um, and thankfully I had Andre uh, by my side because, um, you know, he, we had to try and maintain uh, my weight was a big thing. Yes. Um, so we didn't want it to go down anymore because um, I was quite low. Um, so that was hard. So, I mean, I got a little bit more food in that four weeks than I did previous when I did the Winnipeg show. So that was nice. Okay. Um, ah. But I mean, yeah, but I, you were just exhausted. Like my legs were just like done. Wow. Like I had to like go for massages specifically just for my legs, just so I can even pedal on the mm. bike. Like they were just like, I was just, my body was just done. Okay. Um, but I also didn't want to have any regrets not going to Toronto. Right. Um, so with the support of my family, uh, we made it happen. And um, yeah, with Andre and my teammates. The and Team Thunder Bay was there. The whole Thunder Bay was there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> team Thunder Bay. Made it happen, but yeah. I love that you still have that page open. Were <laughs> you um, like during COVID when they started shut everything down? Were you in competition mode then too, and it's just a big surprise? Or um, so yeah. So I officially started my prep in um, twenty twenty one January second because uh, the first show I was originally planning for was going to be in May. Which was actually supposed to be the Thunder Bay show here okay. in Thunder Bay. Right, right. Yeah. And then that show was canceled. So then we um, looked at Winnipeg, um, which was happening like four weeks after the Thunder Bay show was supposed to happen. So it kind of was, I was still in prep. We were still ready to go. Um, and then that show got canceled and moved to July. Um, and then about six weeks before that show they canceled it again <laughs> how do you train for that and they moved it to october <laughs> i don't want more time it's almost like getting scheduled on the podcast yeah and oh. then and, <laughs> right well with regards to joe <laughs> and then um one week before the show he switched the date the show got switched to november the 6th okay um, so I was essentially in prep for exactly 12 months. That's crazy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Um, and I did the first part. So from January 2nd to July, when the gyms opened again, was in my basement. Wow. With a treadmill and some dumbbells. That's it? Yeah. Wow. Yep. That's dedication. That's incredible. Like, yeah. come on. <laughs> like, that is incredible. Mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. I was just, you know what? I was just so determined it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Like I said, it was my goal to, to step on stage again uh, when I was 40. Um, and I just you delivered. I wouldn't stop. Yeah. I mean, there were days I wanted to and days that I didn't think it was going to happen or be possible. But... Um, I just kept going. So is this like mental health for you too? The the balance and the working out? Is that a very big um, part of you? Working out, yes, is definitely a big part of my uh, mental health regime. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I started working out uh, in, oh, uh, I want to say like 2009, 
2009, yeah, because I would have been 29. Wow. Um, I was overweight, actually. I was almost 200 pounds. Wow. And um, actually, somebody <laughs> asked me if I was pregnant and rubbed my belly. And, like, that was, like, fuck, I got to do something. <laughs> what the hell, right? Yeah. No woman ever wants that done to them. But, um, unfortunately, it was done to me. Uh, but that was, like, the turning point in my life, okay. right? Uh wow. And I actually entered a contest at Movadi. Um, oh yeah, which one is that? It was like the oh. Biggest Loser. Yeah, I didn't yeah. Wanna, yeah is like that what it is? Loser. Yeah, they did that um, for a while, didn't they? They used to do that very often. Was it still yeah. the Athletic Club at that time. Yes, it was yeah. the Athletic Club. It's my OG gym. That's the last time I actually went to the gym. It was probably two thousand and eight, <laughs> two thousand and nine. So I know. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> that was a long time ago. Um, yeah, so I entered that weight loss contest or whatever it was for 12 weeks and i won that um and actually i was a poster girl for athletic club for many years oh. um yeah so that kind of got me into fitness mm -hmm. right um and that's where like fitness became a part of me and um and then i actually was a personal trainer for a few years oh yeah i worked with uh frank sully at trainer's edge um, for a couple of years. Frank used to work at the athletic club, didn't he? Yes, he Back did. Back in the day, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, well, yeah. I remember in yeah. high school going there. My yeah. sister was a trainer at the athletic club for about three years. Um, yeah, I don't know if... Uh, Is he still in the old... Um, was it the in-towner? Um, the KC Hall. KC yeah, Hall. Frank's not there anymore. Um, it's a different gym now. It's probably on my Facebook more pictures of um frank there's mr sully yeah mm -hmm. he doesn't really he's not into social media too much but i can see that that's okay <laughs> good for him yeah uh but i have my old school like <laughs> and my my uh personal training name was jolene like j-o-e-l-a-n um i'm wow. not sure if we'll be on i don't know if instagram was kind of around then but wow. no i don't think it was I might have something like an old picture. I don't know. I don't even know when Instagram came out of gutter around. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, yep. Oh, we can go All down. Right. But uh, there was a picture of me at the for trainer's edge. Well, there's your... There, there's, uh, there's the athletic club picture. Wow. Look <laughs> at your biceps. Wow. God, that's a long time ago. Lost 31 pounds and still counting. Yeah. That was the athletic club. That's what got me started. How did you meet Andre? Um, it's f funny. When I was at Trainer's Edge, I think Andre was just starting his personal training. Um, uh, yeah, he changed a lot too. Yeah. So, you know, I didn't really like physically meet him or anything then and there, but I knew who he was and, um, you know, just kind of... Mm -hmm. Um, watch what he's doing. I knew um, some people that have trained with him. Teresa, who is here. Yeah. Um, she and I actually worked at Trainer's Edge together. So that's how Teresa and I originally met. Amazing woman. Yeah. And um, so I've she's known been. Her my whole life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She's, uh, she grew up with my sister. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so I kind of just like got to know Andre more through her. And um, it was just 
time for me to work with somebody local. My previous coach was from Cambridge and an amazing coach and man and mm -hmm. learned a lot from him. But I just wanted somebody local here to see me, yeah. like to see me physically with check-ins, especially with competing. Yeah. Um, so Plus you would be there when you go too, right? In a way? Hopefully, yeah. yeah. Like sometimes they, they're not. Like I went to Winnipeg um, by myself. Uh, right. Yeah, so... Yeah. But he did come down to Toronto. He did, yeah. Yeah, and Ashley was there too. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah I had Ashley was on the podcast. Yes, too. yeah. What, what a story for her too. It's mm -hmm. great to see, you know, transformation and what like empowerment and like standing up for yourself, everything building yourself up that way. It's so powerful. Yeah, it's awesome, and especially from women, like you know, yes. you have to stand together, mm -hmm. support each other no matter what. So. It's super important to it me. It is. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, you represented Thunder Bay, all three of you. Yes. That's huge. Yeah, it was super exciting. And then Lisa, too, Lisa McLean. Right. Yeah, yeah. she made her pro debut. Oh, my um, God. She's Find also uh, our posing coach, so. Ah. Do you um, do the same thing as Teresa does with the posing? Do you, like, you do, you picture it in your mind when, because there's only so much you can do, right? Right. Um. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a very visual person. Um, I would, yeah, definitely what I would do is also take videos of myself and then mm. I would sit there and critique it and, and just redo it and keep redoing it and redoing it. Um, but also visualization. So like before I'm on stage, I'll be backstage with my eyes closed and just being like, quarter turn to your right, quarter turn to your right and just picturing what I have to do. Yeah. And then go out and hopefully nail it yeah because there's like 15 seconds 20 seconds half, half yeah half 15 a seconds that's yeah. all you get uh, that's all you get for 12 oh. months of prep holy man can <laughs> <laughs> oh. you feel the pressure i oh my goodness i train i've done i wrote um, it's nothing huge nothing compared to this I, i did two half marathons in my life and i probably shouldn't have and the training for that was incredibly hard and when i finally did it i still had to run a half a marathon <laughs> you know what i mean like i like and, and that then that was sad when people around you and for 15 seconds you get that that is yeah. hey it's got to be all worth it though it must be the longest 15 seconds of your life it is um yeah so like mm. there's two rounds there's a presentation round um which is you you only have your 15 seconds they actually like time you and they call the next girl out and then we have our mandatory rounds where we get judges which is our quarter turns in figure um so we have four quarter turns so a front a side a back and a side um so that's a little bit longer than 15 seconds but um like in winnipeg i'll say those judges worked us three ladies our asses off like we were on like i was sweating Wow. They were like, yeah, they like made us do those quarter turns about eight or nine times. It was like, What? like you were just like dead. Mm. Um, but at Toronto, the show was so big. Actually, figure was the biggest category um, in the whole entire show this year. Um, so in my master's class, there was, I think, 16 of us or 14. or so, I can't really remember, but between 14 and 16 women. Um, and it was just fast. It was just like quarter turn to the front, yeah. quarter turn to the back. They didn't even do our sides. And it was just like, I think we were on the stage for literally 10 seconds. Wow. Yeah. Does time slow down though then? 
Do you feel time differently in those moments, or is it? Um, are you like more aware of everything going on around you? How is that experience? Yeah, I would say in Toronto, it felt really fast. Like you, you felt rushed. It was almost like they didn't even give you time to hit your poses. So, um, because okay. it was like quarter turn, quarter turn. Like they were so fast. Mm. Um, Whereas in Winnipeg, it was just like, oh my God, because it's going to end. <laughs> They just like worked us, man. Wow. Um, but, you know, it's, it's worth the experience, right? I mean, that's where your conditioning comes through. That's where all your hard work and training comes through is in your posing. Um, posing is a workout in itself. So Yeah. Do you feel like in, in Winnipeg or in Toronto, you were more on top of your game in a way where, you know, you had to stretch it for more weeks? How did you feel? Like, were you 100% in Winnipeg, 90% in Toronto? I was 110% ready for Winnipeg. I was um, probably the readiest I've ever felt and been. Wow. Um, even before, like, I was just, like, even three weeks out from Winnipeg, I was ready. Mm. Um, like, just, it was time. It was just time to get on stage. Um, Toronto, I think I was also very ready in terms of my physique and what I had to do. Uh, it was a bigger show. I was nervous. Okay. Um, I really had no expectations for that show. Um, of course, everybody wants to win or place, right? Um, but I had to move that aside for that show for me to be able to be ready. Yeah. Whereas Winnipeg, it was, I wanted that overall. I wanted that win. Oh, you and, did both. And I visualized it. Okay. And it, like, wow, yeah. I wanted it. Yeah. Um. So. That's most amazing. Yeah. Whereas Toronto, I'm, I'm happy with the outcome. I did place, yeah. so I did. Do you think so? You were more relaxed then? I in think Toronto? I, yeah. Because I think the, you know, like Winnipeg was like mm -hmm. the, the pre-show, right? Ah, okay. Yeah. Right, can I ask a question? Yeah, okay. Do you experience like adrenaline dumps when you're on stage? Um, Like when you're just so fired up and then as soon as you hit that stage, it's like, oh, I'm exhausted. Wow, that's a good producer question. Um, not really <laughs> on stage. When you come off, yes, but um, mm -hmm. I think because your time is so limited, I don't think you have time to like go down. Like you're just like your adrenaline's up high, yeah. right? And you just have that. That did you order those pictures or the film from Toronto? I did. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Okay, so it's it's close, and you you really take it in, and you you know you you're gonna come back. Yeah. You do it again. That's what it means, right? Are you doing yes. it again? Am I going to do it again? Yeah. Um, likely. Get yeah. that pro card. That's a good like. <laughs> that, that's a good answer. Likely. That's a good answer. I'm gonna use that one more often. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. Mm -hmm. yeah, so Dwayne Steele says, "Tell Joe that on her cheat day, Kathy and I will make her and Marcus <laughs> a great hamburger from Holly or oh, Wally oh, Steer oh, Ranch." Yeah. Oh, yeah, I can't oh wait Rachel for that. and Jay. Yeah, yummy, yummy. All those, like, I checked it out online. All those beef boxes, they were gone. Oh, they're right? they're the most wonderful people. Yeah, yeah. Um, you had them stop by at the brewery, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, they um, they did their beef box pickup at the brewery, and uh, I've been working with them for the last two years, and they're great. And but you got to think, like, that's grass fed Highland beef. It's perfect for this kind of fitness world, right? And Jay's been really promoting that. 
Yeah. Hey, hook me up, Jay. Absolutely. <laughs> if you would like some, I can give you some. Absolutely. Hey, mm. yeah. Ooh. Yeah, we'll, we'll chat lots. after the, uh, the podcast. I'll give you. Oh, yeah, I got lots. 100% yeah. grass-fed and finished Highland beef available now. Yeah. Super high in like omega-3s. Like it's, you should think like, it's really good. Yeah, that's that hairy beef, right? The beef that's yeah. like super climatized yeah. for this area. Yeah. Is Very that what it they is? Eat, they eat everything. Like they have a, a small homestead and ranch in all. Looked it up on Instagram. And um, they they're good for the the there land, go. right? Go. They're good for our like our region. They're Scot. Mm. They're well, they're Scottish. I believe they're Scottish. Um, wow. <laughs> they're so cute. Um, but they 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 really eat everything. Um, within Northwestern Ontario. So, you know, where a normal cow would eat clover or anything and get, you know, an expanded stomach and they can have problems, ah. they do not. And uh, so they do uh, actual um, grass fed. Wow. And they love to accessorize. Yes. Yeah. Who doesn't though? Like, come on. And they're just wonderful. And they got woolly pigs too, like hairy pigs. Um, and they're a different kind of meat, again, more, um, more lean. Yes, that. that's what I heard. Yeah. Yeah. The, you know, I checked it out, the homepage. It's really good. And the story behind it. And I love, like, how they represent the brand on Instagram. That's so nice. I think mm. they have one of the best Instagrams I've ever seen. And I'm in the world of promoting people on social media. That's, what, like, what our uh, my business does. And this is, they, I love their Instagram. She's so good at it. Yeah, look at that one. Wow. Yeah, Damien's been out there taking yeah, some photos. Damien, yeah, yeah, he did oh. their pictures. Yeah. yeah, he did two of your pictures too. He did some of my pictures too. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. amazing. That one we used on the story today. That was, is yes. that his? Yeah, that one there. Yep. That Damien's picture there. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Shout out Damien Gilbert. Yeah. That's your game face, eh? That's it's on. Game face. It's is, on. Is Gilbert watching right yeah. now? Should we text him? Maybe turn it on. But Burger King <laughs> Thunder Bay, <laughs> Damien Gilbert. Photographer extraordinaire. Yeah. Text him right now. Wow. Yeah, he did some. I'm very happy with um, the this, photos he did for this me. This one yeah. is intense. Tell very me yeah, cinematic. Right? What is going on in, in, inside you? What, what were you thinking? There? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I was just, you know, I, that was probably one of the first ones he took, I think, when we started that day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just. I don't know. I was just like, yeah, it's, um, it's time to get shit done, pretty much. Yeah. Sorry is, for is, swearing. No, it's good. <laughs> He's like, I'm like, we're talking about you. He's like, who is? <laughs> I'm like, well, you better tune in and find out. Once he finds out it's me and then you and we don't even know each other, he's going to. And then the chat's going to explode well, on YouTube. So. Mm. Yeah. You know, when you're Thunder Bay famous, you got yeah. a hashtag, right? Not only him, but his alter ego, turn around Terry. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Terry, he's an NFT now. Terry, Terry, turn around. Yeah, wow. Damien really took it up a notch. Yeah, he does. He knows what he's doing. He does. He take, you know, he takes risks, and I, I gotta like commend him for that. That's one thing I don't do, and put myself out there a lot. He says does. the business owner. Hey, but hey, I don't put myself <laughs> out there like he does, and he does, and he he'll fall on his face, and he doesn't care, and he goes right back up, and he does it again, and mm. it's been very successful because of that. I met him in Los Angeles from his stupid people do stupid things. Mm-hmm. That's when we first met about oh, 10 years ago. What? And you uh, met out of town for the first time. Absolutely. He knew who I was. I knew who he was. And I went to Los Angeles to go work and he was going down to meet his agent and hang out and he needed a place to stay. And he knew I was down there and he was friends with my friend, Stefan. Ah. And he stayed on my couch and we, we hit it off and we were friends ever since. And wow. yeah, uh, he's, and he's always been trucking, you know, he's been doing the same kind of putting himself in front of the camera a lot. He really likes that. And, you know, he never shied away from that. And it's been 
working out for him very well. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing work of capturing where we are and what's going on here. Oh, he's a big supporter for the region too. Like, right. you know, he, he proudly waves the flag of Thunder Bay and the area around it traveling and, and everywhere he goes. Mm-hmm. It's true. Wow. Thunder Bay famous. That's why I say it. I don't say it in a mean way. I see it in a nice way. Yeah. Right, Damien? <laughs> right. Right. The, the beautiful ice. Do you, do you skate? Do I skate? Yeah. Um, well, I, I used to figure skate when I was younger. Oh. Um, I do skate. My brother was a very um, excellent hockey player. Mm. Um, yeah, so I grew up in the hockey world. Wow. That's, yeah. well, that's when you do those jumps, right? Yeah, like yeah, figure, figure skating. skating. Yeah. yeah, I didn't think I didn't make it to that level. So, mm, okay. <laughs> but yes. Yeah. So you can't do a sow cow? <clears throat> no. I could do like one of those spinny things. Oh, I don't know what they're called. That triple axel? No, I don't think that. I don't think I'm that good. I think that's a jump spin. Yeah. I'm... You know, just yeah, one of those sure. maybe single axles. Yeah. Yep. I haven't tried that. that in a very long yeah. time, so I don't want to hurt myself. Um, but I did downhill ski. Oh, you did? Yeah, I used to Nancy Green, which is ski racing. Mm. Yeah. Wow. So I am a skier. Are you competitive? Um, now? Yeah, in general. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Is that good? Um, I think so. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Do you, is it important for you to make time for what defines you? To say, hey, this is now, I'm getting up at this time, and nope, everybody else is still asleep, and I'm getting it done. Um... Yeah, well, I wish everybody else would stay asleep. Uh, <laughs> it's not always possible anymore. Um, yeah, especially being a mom, you know, and, and working full time and, you know. It's crazy. And doing everything else. Like, mm-hmm. it's important to for me that waking up at 5 a.m. is super yeah. important to me. Yeah, I see it in Lisa, my wife. You know, she we, we have two kids and I try my best to support in any way I can. But like making that time for yourself as a mother is really can, can be very hard because you feel so obligated. Like it's different for us, um, you know? Yes, it is. Yeah. And yeah. as a mother, you, you're just so much closer in a way. And I mean, like I said, like uh, working out in that part of my life is, has been there for a while now. But after I had Marcus, um, you know, my world, my world changed not only to become a mom but it like it changed um so two months after marcus was born i had postpartum depression yes so i had severe postpartum depression at which i was hospitalized so i was a new mom hospitalized um for a month just over a month um you know my Mm -hmm. parents kind of moved in to support me and my husband and help with marcus um, I pretty much had to learn everything again. Yeah, it's crazy. So I, I had to learn um, how to drive again. Wow. I had to learn how to cook again. Wow. Um, so mental health awareness for me is, is also um, a very important 
aspect of my life. Um, and I, and I'm very open about it. It's good. Um, and I love to speak my truth about it, especially to new moms. There's no support out there. No, there's nothing. You get your kit and you can go. (laughs) It's like, pretty much you stay a day or two and then they say, okay, thank you very much. You know, we had the same for the second child. We had the same, um, not midwife, but like the person that checks it in, like there's a maternity center at the hospital mm-hmm. and we have the same person. And, you know, she just checked in because she knew there was like, we, we had a similar thing in our family. And it's, it's good that we talk about it because more women experience it and we don't even know about it. Right. It's, it's still very taboo. Um, which is unfortunate because part of me, um, cause it needs to be talked about and there needs to be more services and there, and, and women and men yeah. need to not feel like ashamed that it's happening mm-hmm. to them. I know. Um, it is treatable. Um, it is something you can overcome. Yeah. And it's normal, right? And In a way too. Isn't it? It's like normal to have emotions and feel and like it's something new is out of the ordinary. Maybe a new father to be. He's going to worry and he doesn't know. And it's the first time in his life. Yeah. And I mean, and there's societal pressures, right? There's all these pressures now. I think that Mm. especially women um, face more than they ever have. Right. Yeah. So that's social media too, though, right? It's social media. It's like society, right? Like those people who bounce back, they don't even look pregnant. Oh yeah. Don't follow those people. (laughs) 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 Like two weeks after they were high. You know what? There, there are people out there that do exist and, and good for them, but but it's, I think it's genetics it's, too, right? It's not, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's like important too because like I've I don't know, but I think I heard like, you know, your skin type and how it is, the way you get stretch marks. It's that's also genetic. So like some women would work out all all and everything, but they would not be able to get the belly the same way it was before. Right. Yeah, because yeah. it's just how it is. Yeah. You know, I think everybody, you know, with mental health and you know body image and stuff like that, myself included, like. I have stretch marks. I'm, I'm not happy sometimes the way I look and everything like that. And it does affect my mental health, but like you have to realize like you are who you are and you know, mm-hmm. that you're, you could become a better person right. by working hard and you know, you're, you're proof in the pudding. Right. So yeah, yeah I, like very to call my, I like to call my stretch marks, tiger stripes. That way I feel <laughs> a lot more better about myself. There you go. Mm-hmm. You're embracing them. Yes. Yeah, I think you have to. Like, you have yeah. to accept yourself and love yourself, too. Yeah, and that's that's difficult. And I'm not going to lie. I um, I do struggle with that. I mean, being overweight for a large part of my life, um, you know, body image is a struggle. And, you know, social media doesn't help. And, like, even, like, I am... A, look a lot different than I did a month ago, right? So trying to deal with that um, is is impactful, right? And just having, you know, knowing that, you know, I was that lean for a purpose. The purpose was for that competition. Aye. That is not healthy. That is not recommended to stay like that mm. for anybody, right? So, yeah. um it's a professional thing. You train for it. You have guidance and you finish it. That's right. Yeah. Your body needs fat to survive. Exactly. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so it's just, you know, like reminding myself of that every day. That's good. Um, so you just got to think like that. And absolutely, there's been times where, um, I don't want to say fell off the wagon, but you know, I've, I've gone through a lot this past, the past three, four years. Um, so, you know, uh, we, we lost a child, uh, in 2019. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, and then my husband um, lost his job about six months later. Um, so it was it was rough. Yes. It was hard, and you know, and then COVID, and oh. then throw COVID in there. Mm-hmm. So I was in a I was not in a very good place, and and that's when I reached out to Andre, um, oh. actually, and be like, you know what, we need to I need to nip this in the bud. Like okay. I'm not feeling good about myself. I'm eating the wrong things. I'm drinking wine every night. Like we need to like nip it in the bud. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So that's when we made the plan. Like at first it was just to get me, you know, back into the old habits I had prior. And, um, then we made a plan to compete. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, So according to, uh, in body USA, uh, Men who have less than 6% body fat and women with less than 16% body fat are considered too low. Yeah. Mm. I am not too low. <laughs> no, I'm like double that, so we're good. On the female side. <laughs> I'm not 12% body fat. Yeah, but do you also know why? It's because I ate 12, 14 burgers in 10 days, Michael. Oh, that's not what I mean. It's like the, the very, I don't know, probably we all know this, but they... The, why women have more body fat is because of what they do, right? And yeah. their parts. Right. Mm-hmm. It's very important that it's there. The ability yes. to store the energy and have it when you need it. Yes. Yeah. And you knew that, Lucas, right? No. Good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like you had that, like, good programmed into you. I have that good programmed into me. Like supposedly my watch can track the fat, the body weight, but I tried it. Like you put two fingers on here, and then you you have to lift like your arms like this, and then stand straight. And you know when I was I was doing a lot of swimming when I was back in Germany, and one day because annually you had to be in, like not inspected, but you have to get your checkup that you can do a professional sport, just like to cover your bases. The, the right. team would say you have to. And, you know, the one time we went to a different doctor and they take the blood work and they, the blood, the the fat percentage and they check everything. So I'm, I'm aware of that. I think I've been checked like twice on both times. I was very disappointed in myself. I think those are the biggest things. Like you think you're all right day to day. I try to not to get, take pictures of myself, put myself on video, things like that. Right. Like every time I do, I'm like, damn, I used to be 40 pounds lighter and way more fit, right? And it's like, you kind of get in a weird, small depression, right? You're like, oh, I gotta go back. Mm. And, uh, but then you realize how big that climb is, then you get even more exhausted. Then you realize, hey, maybe a beer or sit on the couch is way easier to help with my <laughs> my stress at the moment. And it's a weird, vicious circle. You gotta, gotta get out of it. And that's why, you know, you gotta get help sometimes. And yeah, get somebody to kick you in the ass. Get a coach. Right. Well, Accountability, exactly. it's all about being accountable. Right. Yeah, I'm just happy. Um, I just have to like weigh in. I don't have to take like body fat, anything. Just weigh in, in the scale, go compete. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. See, for me, it's like 
it like it's almost like I don't have a choice. It, but this is just how I work, like in my mind. It's like if I don't work out, I'm just not happy. Right. It's just like it's I'm so dependent on it. Yes. Which is crazy. Like when I think back when I was like when I started my business, it's actually it's our like 10 year anniversary. It's just 10 years ago is when I saw the weight started to go up and my mental health started to go down. And the biggest thing is that I haven't felt mentally better and happy with myself since I've stopped working out. And that was like after that high school, college time where you hang out with your friends, go to the gym, do all that kind of stuff. And since then, uh, you could totally see it's just stress, work, stress, work, stress, work, stress, mm. getting mad at yourself, getting mad at yourself. And then it's it, it, so you eat, you try to go out and party, you do all those different things and you just so much worse and you just kind of roll back. Mm. Well, here's a question. What do you do for yourself just for Kevin? Oh, that's... <laughs> Sleep. Just for Kevin, that's not like one time brew, not nine sixty. Um, I play well right now. I'll play a little bit of PlayStation. I think that's my biggest getaway in the longest time. Other than that, summertime, I kind of take it for myself. I'm yeah. fishing, camping. You get on that boat. I get on that boat. I'm <laughs> I'm out. Like personally, like, I think that's the most important thing. As soon as you start taking care of yourself, everything else kind of follows. Follows. Like you'll start eating better and then therefore you start losing weight therefore you start enjoying things that didn't really that you used to enjoy and then didn't enjoy and then you're finding it again yeah it's kind of got to like refine yourself right it's kind of like that you know you're always been there he's kind of got to refine yourself yeah but it's also okay you know there was a study released today on covid and the weight gain in like north america the u.s specifically i think the average they broke it down by age and like the average 29 to 35 year old gained like 40 pounds during the last two, two and a half, three years because there's just so much going on. I don't know where it is. Uh, yeah, you saw it there. It's, it's actually, speaking of mental health, go to the first guy. Go back to the very beginning of the story. Mm-hmm. Tracy? That guy. Andrew D. Huberman. Have you ever, ever listened to that guy on YouTube? Uh, no, but I, I've seen him all around. He's, he's phenomenal. I, I listened to the one about dopamine mm-hmm. and like ADHD in adults. It was, it was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And like, that was one thing I thought I had. And a lot of people I know have. And I was like, he put a lot of light on it. I just, I saw his face. I'm like, oh, somebody shared him. Yeah. Check him out. Yeah. Exercise is like one of the number one recommendations for people with ADHD. Oh, I, I could believe yeah. it. I could believe mm-hmm. it. Why is that? Because... Well, exercise is the number one recommendations for anyone with a mental health um, illness. Um, but ADHD in specific, uh, because their brains are wired differently um, and they're active people, um, some aren't, some have um, an intentive type, but exercise just, you, it if, gives them like that kind of calming sensation um, and just helps them settle their anxieties or um, whatever they're feeling at the time. So exercise is um, highly recommended for individuals with ADHD. Yeah. And you, you know, you feel good about yourself, which raises your dopamine levels and, you know, Mm -hmm. dopamine is the number one, you know, that's the the drug, they give you drugs to raise your dopamine when you have ADHD and, and to focus and, basically like right. um, so Adderall, any, things like that. So yeah. when you, you, you like your image of yourself, you're progressing, you, you feel better, you really start to, it really starts to help and it becomes a big, uh, I wouldn't say a crutch, but it becomes a big right. support system. 
Right. And, and often um, people would not want those type of drugs to help with their ADHD. So exercise would be the alternative mm. kind of. Routine, routine exercise, uh, endorphins, all that great stuff that comes with exercise, More right? Holistic approach. Mm. And it works. You know, it's been proven it works. Yeah. I think exercise gives as much dopamine spike in the brain as a smoking a cigarette, which you can see how many people are addicted to those just for the response they okay. get from the nicotine. Mm. So do some push ups. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Move. Do those 50 push ups, right? In one sitting. Even Brandy Keller does that. Have you seen him on Facebook? <laughs> <laughs> I love how people like, do you find it, do you find it motivational if other people post every day, hey, I've worked out this much today, I've done this one. Like in my story, sometimes I share, like I don't, I work out every day, but I don't share every single day. I run this much or I like this much. It's right. A, because I feel like, I feel like I shouldn't. Because it's like, you know, it also puts pressure on others. Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't I post my exercises every day either. Um, I mean, there are some people that do. There are people that like video their exercises and their whole routine. Mm. Um, honestly, I mean, that's what they want to post and that's what they want to post. But for me, that's not, that's not, that doesn't really motivate me. <laughs> um, um, I think just, you know, for me, I post, sometimes I'll post that I'm on the bike and, yes. you know, um, and just, I have had a lot of feedback from people just saying like, you know, like I am watching you. I, I see what you're doing right. and you know, you like you've inspired me. You're going to like, you know, I'm getting up now and going on my bike or I'm thinking yeah. about hiring a coach or I'm thinking about doing this. Um, for me, that means the world to me. Yeah. Um, on, the, on the flip side of that, do you look up to anyone on social media, watch people for inspiration? Absolutely. Of course. right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I mean, when I first started uh, like the social media and Instagram mainly um i was personal training then so i did use it um for my business mainly um but also to connect with other people mm -hmm. uh, and then when i went through my postpartum depression i i used social media for that to m speak up um uh, about it oh you did i did nice. i did a lot of that um how was the reception it was good. It was okay. really good. So, um, I mean, I, I've kind of um, cut back on that for some reason, and and I don't know why. And maybe it was that year, two thousand eighteen, when when shit really hit the fan, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, something I do want to continue to do. Um, I'm not sure how I will go about that this time around, but mainly my Instagram is for fitness, for motivation, for inspiration. Um, I, that's what I do it for. I don't yeah. like do it for likes or for money or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I just want to be a good role model <clears throat> for my son. Number one. What does he think? Does he say something to you? Like, does um, he say like, wow, mom, you're, you're a winner. Like kids are very truthful and they're very direct, right? 
Yeah, he he <laughs> he knows mommy works out and mommy has won some trophies. I won him a medal. Um, he, they're all his. Um, uh, they belong to him. So, you know, I think he's proud of me, and yeah, and that's 100%. all that matters. That's right? awesome. And um, you know, it and it also teaches him discipline. And you know, you can do hard things, Marcus. And that's my goal is to teach him that. Mm. And not only him, like my nieces and my um, nephew. I also want to be a role model for them. And you know, uh, some people think it's like, well, you're posting like pictures of you in a bikini, and you know, you you always have those negative Nancys running around, but. But it's not that, like, I do this to be a strong person. Yeah. I did this being a mom. I did this working full time. I did this in a pandemic. That's crazy. It's almost unbelievable. Like, you know, like, you you can do those things too. And my nieces, um, they don't live here. They live in Omaha, Nebraska. But, um, you know, one's 17 and one is 12. So they're like at a pivotal age. I mean, 13, sorry. Um, where, you know, you can do anything you put your mind to. And I want to show that to them. Whether it be, um, you know, trying to get into your college of choice. Or, you know, getting a hockey scholarship. Or mm -hmm. basketball coaching. Or whatever. Whatever they're into, they can do. And they just have to believe in themselves. And that's my message. Like, believe in yourself. Because if you believe in yourself, you can do anything. And um, I'm a firm believer in that. Um, it's not an easy task, that's for sure. Right. But but you can do anything. How do you stay consistent then? Um, s setting goals. Uh, like, my goals will change. Like, do you write, like, small goals and bigger goals? Um, have, I have like, in the past. Goals? Yeah. So I, I keep, I do have a lot of long-term goals, like not just in terms of fitness, but you know, in my career and my education, like I just keep striving for more. Yeah. So, and that motivates them. That motivates me. Yes. Yeah. So. And discipline is easy. Um, not always. I mean, you're always going to have temptations out there. Um, but if you're committed to something, I think it's the commitment for me. I don't want to let um, myself down or other people down. So I'm a big, like, make people happy type person. I'm also a people pleaser. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, sorry. People, my brain wasn't so, working. No, out, no. But yeah. yeah. I got people you. Pleaser. Is that like people who don't say no or say always yes to opportunities? Just allow me that question. Um, I, I wouldn't say, well, obviously if an opportunity is there, I'm going to take it. Um, but yes, I often say yes mm. to people and, and I have to practice saying no sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah mm. and it's okay to say no it and, is it's hard to say you no. know what oh. it's hard yeah. but it's okay uh. and i think that's one of those things where it goes back you know if i say no am i a bad person right and then that weighs on me anyways i go oh i should i have to say yes to everyone i have to please everyone that's oh. the goal but if i say no am i a bad person am i one of those people and what are what is that that's not i gotta think to myself and go I got to go back on that and say, oh, no, you can, you can say no. If it's right for you to say no, then say no. Mm. Right. Boundaries. Boundaries, yes. Boundaries. Yeah. 
Yeah, I re- I'm reading this book right now with those yellow bananas on the camera. Lucas looked it up the other day, and you know it's about time. Oh, I almost bought that book today. And you know, there's this. I'm, I'm a little bit further today, and one of the thing is like, you have to, in a way, you learn to say no to every, not everything, but like you have to prioritize what you do with your time. Like time doesn't make you happy, or like if you think it's travel traveling all the time but you can you know how many destinations there are and maybe you travel the first time and it's really good but then you you gotta travel again and you want to match that feeling and you travel again and you travel again you never can accomplish yeah. it all right? right so you have to prioritize exactly yeah yeah well, it was funny i it was actually a therapist of mine more than 10 years ago said it was the best one of the best lines I've ever heard in my entire life is that, you know, everybody says time heals all things. If you, he said, time doesn't heal all things. If you froze yourself today and unthawed yourself 10 years from now, you'd still be the same person and time went by. You heal things. It just takes you a little bit longer than most people and some people different. And I said, wow, okay, so I'm in, I'm in control of how fast this goes and what I can do. And I, I like, you sit, you chat, you chat, you bullshit. But that was one thing that always stuck with me. And I took that as a huge mantra moving forward when I started my businesses, when I did everything. And sometimes I got to look back at that and be like, yeah, you can, you can say no and give yourself the time to make it right for everybody, yourself and everyone around you, your family and everything. So that was a big one. Mm, yeah, I got goosebumps when you said that. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that is a good one. I didn't, haven't heard that one before. Anybody, did you hear about that one, Lucas? Uh, no. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it definitely was. I'm just going to pour a little bit more. Yeah. So that book was called 4,000 Weeks, Time Management for uh, Mortals. Yeah, what do you think 4,000 Weeks turns into years? Like, give me a guesstimate. Close that page, Lucas. 4,000? How many years is 4,000 weeks? Just a guess. Just a guess. 52 weeks in a year. 52. 56. Don't do best, just guess. Uh, 82. <laughs> That's very close. That's 80-ish, right? I think it's 80-ish. It's like the average lifespan. He breaks it down like by weeks to like mm, give us a mortal idea of like being human. Because we are in a situation where like time feels endless for us, but it, it's like we don't know. We, we are in here, we are here, we have a consciousness. We, uh, we experience things with other people and time always flows and it's always forward. And we are in here and this is what we do. It's actually very complex. And, you know, I've, I've looked into that book because I feel like, you know, I need to prioritize where I need to have balance, but I also, I'm really working hard to work for this podcast. I, I have a job too, not just the podcast. And then, but I also want to, I want to grow this. And it's just like, everything takes time. And where do you put your time? And where do you, where do you find balance? And everybody wants time, mm-hmm. right? Like, and then you, and time passes by too. You, my kid's going to grow up. Right. Right. And I don't, I don't feel it that way. But everybody told, tells me all the time, yeah, but you, before you know it, they're going to move out. <laughs> but it, <laughs> it doesn't feel like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I don't think Marcus is ever moving out. I know. <laughs> well, it's crazy how time flies, right? And like, I look back 
and it feels like yesterday. Mm-hmm. A lot of this stuff, you know, like it's insane to me how fast it goes. So it's almost like, you know, it's a cliche, but you got to seize the moment, you know, you know, we have so much time, but it, it's kind of true, but you know, it's in your company too. Yeah. One time brew. One time. Cause every great story starts with one time, you know, Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's uh, it, life is about memories and moments. You know, we, we don't remember the present because it's immediately the past. So we got to think, yeah, you know, create as many memories as you can be a good person while you're here. And you know, life shouldn't be too bad along the way. I like that in the book. They say like the moments where you feel timeless, those are the moments. Yes. I could agree with that. Like being on a stage, being right. on a podcast. Yes. Yeah. Having a beer with a buddy that you haven't seen in 10 years. Agreed. Just mm. sitting around and like just losing track of time, you know, and enjoying yourself. I think whatever that is, different people got different views on what, you know, is enjoyable, but. Yeah, I agree with that. Jolene, how, how was it when you finished Toronto? How was, how were you feeling? I was content. Yeah, I was content. I was happy. I was proud, like super proud. Um, yeah, I mean, not only did I do that show, but I also placed in that show, which is huge. Yeah, can we look that up? Because um, it's an international show. So, I mean, there's competitors all around the world. There you were. That placed fourth. Yeah. Wow. And you, you went there, no pressure, right? No you, pressure. You went there for the good times. I went there for the experience. Yeah. Whatever happens, happens. Yeah. So we, awesome. if you go back there next year, is that different then for you? Um, likely. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I respect that a lot. Uh, because I feel like the same way. And it might be easier too now for you too. Because you have experienced it, right? You're more familiar uh, maybe. with it. Yeah. Well, or- I'm fami- familiar with a show that size, right? And of that caliber. Um, so yes. Um, but I'm also taking the the critique um seriously um to make my improvements yeah what is your sorry is your expectation going to be the same like just going in there as opposed to this time i'm going to place top three or at least match my last performance um yeah i think like i think i will visualize myself placing um, and, and see what happens. Yeah. I mean, like I said earlier, you don't, you don't know, um, you have no control over what the judges are looking for on that day. Right. right. The only thing I can control, um, is the things I did to get myself there. That's, and this is very, very, very true. Right. Yeah. So it's a very subjective sport. Um, and it's very, um, it can be mentally exhausting because essentially every part of my body is being critiqued. Yeah. How does that feel? 
Um, when I first competed, I remember my first show in 2014, and I got um, judges' feedback back. I, I, you know what? I had a very difficult time. I can only imagine. Um, it was it was heartbreaking, and not that you looked bad or not to um, no, downgrade the work no. that you did to get there, but it was just like yeah. your quads are too big, your shoulders are too small. Like you need to strip your quads. You need this you need that and it's just like ah, right um it's like you're facing a high school bully all over again right um so so i mean i know the i knew going into um toronto um so i did ask for judges feedback at this caliber uh, of a okay, show you did okay um, good just because it's a, an international show it's, it's a, a qualifier show. it's isn't a it? qualifier yeah. right yeah um so i did want that feedback so, um, so, you know, I took it with a grain of salt, but I already knew what I need to improve on. So mm. I already know where I need to, to, to improve, to be at the top of the game. Okay. Let's talk about this. I want to, I want to, and this has been a while on my mind now and it came back to me. What is your strongest points and what is uh, your weakest points then? If you want to talk about it, we don't have to. In terms of my physique, yeah, like for bodybuilding, mm -hmm. um, so um, I feel my strongest points are, are my legs. Um, my weakest points are my my delts for sure. My shoulders, my really? shoulders need really? to grow. Wow! Just for the category that I am in. Okay, which is figure. Okay, Lucas, can you go on the profile? Thank you, and then just go out of there and show us a picture there. Because your shoulders are amazing. You did that. He played that video earlier. With, with the yellow pants. Oh, the... Uh, oh, my, that was my final workout before Winnipeg. Yeah, look at those. That look. I can see your deltoids. Your lines. Yeah, so I, I have to bring them up a bit. So I do need a little bit more of a real, rear delt. Ah, um, okay. Just to get that V taper. So... Um, so they want you to look like a V. So I guess like when we look at, when we look at this, we're like, that's, that's super impressive. <laughs> but like when right. you look at that, you're, you're looking at totally different things that we are looking at. Right. Right. Like mm. we can't see, it's like an artist looking at another artist's painting. Uh. They know the brush strokes. We're like, wow, <laughs> from the outside. So yeah, you, I, I see that now. It's like for us, like that's incredible. But for you, you're like, okay, bring them up, move them over here, whatever it's gotta be. That's interesting. Yeah, you can target it so much, right? I guess. Yeah, and I, but but I knew that going in. I know that I have a small upper body for the category that I'm in. Um, so it's just something that I have to work on mm. more. And pull ups. Uh, a pull ups. Yeah, lots of <laughs> lateral raises and mm, your favorite. You know, <laughs> yeah, I, you know what. I used to loathe doing shoulders. I like I loathed it for some reason, um, and it's probably one of my favorite body parts to to work out. Okay. Besides legs, like I'll always love leg day. Mm. Um, I hate. I you know what I hate? I hate like interval training. Oh, I yeah? love interval training. Oh, it's so good. Really? I love yeah, I love it too. I just love like one pace all out, keep going forever. Endurance. Mike's not coming to jiu-jitsu because <laughs> that's all high intensity <laughs> intervals. 
Yeah. Every time I have to, like, once a week I do interval on the bike. Right. And it's just like, fuck me. <laughs> it's hard. But that's how you improve, supposedly, with speed. Yes. It's good for speed. Actually, that was like on the second half marathon I ran, that's all I did was interval training for one month. That was it. I came back. I did high intensity interval training. Probably shouldn't have ran a half marathon after that. But I paced myself and that's what got me through it. But the first one I did, I did long endurance training. Okay. And I did better on the second one than I did on the first one. Wow. Yeah. And I was heavier on my second one. I had to lose about 20 pounds. You, where did you run? To lose? I did Duluth, yeah. Yeah, okay. The grandmas, yeah. Yeah, that's nice. That's a good one. Oh, it's it's fantastic. Did you run the 10 miler ever? Uh, never run the 10 mile. I've only done the two. I have. You would run in the 10 mile? Yep. Nice. Yeah, I have done two half marathons too. Wow. My running days are over. Yeah, same here. And I got to bum my ankle. Doctor said no more. <laughs> it's it's all about bike now. Yeah, I tore my ACL, so oh. we are out for running. Wow! Did you hear a pop? Oh yeah, it was oh. the most disgusting yeah. sound I've ever heard. Oh in my, my god! I'm gonna tell you a story. So I was training <laughs> like one day. Disgusting. And we had a girl from Southern Ontario. She's up here for university, and she had her legs wrapped around another person and they stood up and pushed down on the knee the loudest pop anyone has ever heard in that gym and then it was everyone thought it was like oh maybe like she hit her head on the mat or something but no she she tore her acl and it was awful oh my yeah it's a, well i guess it's a funny story but not really um so my my husband now um, it was probably like our third date <laughs> and we went skiing. Um, as I said before, I, I was a skier my entire life and competitive and competitive young at the younger ages. Uh, so I didn't skied in a while. Um, but, uh, my husband's a really great skier. Oh. Um, yeah. Uh, so he's like, let's go down the moguls. I'm like, okay. Fuck, I haven't done the moguls in a while. How am I going to pull this off, right? I'm like, but I got to do it, right? I got to impress this guy sort of thing. Um, yes, ladies like to impress boys too. That's awesome. Um, I love that. So we're going down the moguls. Rob goes first. I go second. And then this kid cuts in on me. Oh. And I'm like, oh, God. And I'm cruising. Like, I'm just, like, going for it. And um, this kid fell. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to run him right over if I keep going. So I I quickly cut out of the mogul and there was an ice chunk. And my tip of the ski hit the ice chunk and got cut under it. And I went literally like flipped sideways. And that's all I heard was this like pop. Like it was like craziness. The worst sound in my entire life. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, my God, <laughs> my knee is broken. Yeah. Oh and Rob's God. already down the hill because he's in he's front gone. of me. <laughs> so date number four was in the emergency room. Pretty much. All right. Yeah. Okay. That's a so, story. We're talking about life yeah. moments. Yeah. yeah so, um, yeah, so I had to go down um, in the meat wagon and all, you know. Did they bring up the snow machine. And they did. Yep. yep. Wow. Snow machine. Yeah, I was in the meat wagon. It was it was eventful. That's crazy. That sounds traumatic as fuck. <laughs> Did you feel pain at all, like right away? Um, <clears throat> you know what? I, I was so like, I really just didn't want to go down in the meat wagon. 
it was more of like because you've been skiing your whole life you're like i will never go in that thing and here it's coming and, and you're like, like get that away from me yeah, and you're trying to impress your future husband and i'm trying to impress my future husband i was just like oh no i i'm okay i'll just go down the hill on one ski i i'm good and then like when i rob tried to help me stand up and um and i just i couldn't even like put my foot down that's crazy like, and it was just like instant pain. Yeah. So it was very painful. Oh um, my God. Getting an x-ray was not fun. No. But uh, yeah, it it was the worst sound in my life. Yeah. I'll never forget the noise. Yeah. You never do. No. No. I, I'm just envisioning, I'm grabbing my knee while you guys were talking. I just mm. can feel that. I'm not, I'm not a very athletic person. So like I could just see myself blowing something out like that by walking down the street. <laughs> yeah, it's not not a good experience, that's for sure. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, that, that's how it works sometimes, you know? You do the movement over and over again and then like some the one then just sometimes it just pops. What's crazy, like you see that in like UFC all the time, right? Like they train so much, they spar so hard, and all of a sudden in the ring you see these most traumatic breaks and mm -hmm. pops and I guess it's because they're just pushing that extra yeah harder, right? It's yeah. it's crazy. It's it's a, like oh, out of all those times, this is the time it's gonna pop. Mm. Yeah, hundred percent stress. Oh yeah, there's Connor. Yeah, he said he supposedly he went into the fight when he already had a hairline fracture, right? Was yeah, yeah. And do I believe him? Probably. Yeah. Um, you know, most people sign on a contract; they're gonna do what they got to do. And that, that's terrifying. That's terrifying. Yeah, it was rough. <laughs> the the um, didn't even the, see it. The like, Weidman <laughs> one and the Silva one are. And yeah. it's crazy. This has all happened within like ten years. You watch, <laughs> like you. We were watching the fight at G's in yep. the summer outside, and oh, you, yeah. you know we didn't. He just fall down, and you didn't oh, see I it saw, on the. Key. I saw yeah. it. I saw it happen. You saw it right away. Yeah, I don't believe you. No, and like, he, as soon as he kicked, <laughs> as soon as he did that leg kick, and he went like planted it didn't look like he planted well mm. lucas look up the weidman one because that oh, was that was wild that was, man ugh. i don't think anyone's even heard from him since connor's looking like he's well, the best of his life yeah connor's pumped but the funny hey, thing about chris weidman is that he when he fought anderson silva silva broke his leg the same way weidman did he sure did Oh no, that's Silva. So, so, so that's Silva. So this is like 2009-ish. <laughs> yeah, that's why we rated explicit. And uh, <laughs> that's Weidman. So the guy that Silva broke, the guy in the yellow trucks, yeah. broke his leg on that guy who just broke his legs. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness! The like, odds. Look at it. Mm, it's terrible. Yeah, my knee didn't look like that, thankfully. But, oh no! Um, yeah. Oh. Was a bunch of jelly falling down that one. Ooh. Oh, I can't imagine the agony. But yeah, if you watch the Anderson Silva one in video, uh, you can see the foot wrap around the leg and then come back. It is. It was disgusting. funny. Uh, at work today, I was listening to a, I think it's a song called Caterpillar. I think Eminem's in it. Logic, a few other people, and they he Eminem literally rhymed about Anderson Silva breaking his leg, hanging from a flesh skin, uh, and putting oh wrapping it around on the flesh skin putting it back down on the mat again. It oh, was like a yeah. whole rap. I'm like, did they just rap about Anderson Silva's broken leg? From 10 years ago? <laughs> yeah. Mm. Is it easy to watch though? Or do you feel something in your stomach when you see it? Like oh, when... I, I get, mm. I'm fine with it. Oh. What about it's... you, Julian? Um, 
I be like I feel it. Like if like I feel like I feel their pain. <laughs> Mm. Like your bone hurts. Like my ankle hurts right now watching that. Yeah. Like it, Phantom it's pain. It's an ewy, it's like a uh, mm. moment. It's not how it's supposed to look kind of right. pain. Yeah. No, it's worse when you are the person that's breaking. Yes. yes. Instead of being the breaky. Yeah, I did that in high school. I broke my arm in gym class. Yeah, wow. In wrestling. Wow. And my, uh, my gym teacher put me straight on my arm and snapped it in half. No way. And drove me to the hospital to get it fixed. It was, I remember, I was just, it was just completely limp and rubber I, I was so in shock i couldn't feel anything just like in harry potter just just yeah. like in harry potter i just watched that the other day <laughs> that is hilarious yes i also you, just I, watched that last week yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and that, that's exactly how it was and i was in so much shock and oh man i'm like i'm never having this again it's crazy well Jolene, you know you want to talk about where are we gonna go next? Are we, you and Andre, are you setting something up for the next, this year? This I guess? year. Um, we're, we're still indecisive about this year. Okay. Um, like I said, uh, I have some areas which I would like to improve on. Mm -hmm. um, and that's gonna take time. But you wanna compete again. I will compete again. You will. I will compete again. That's Throw amazing. that out there. Okay, let's do it. Yeah. All right. I love that. Yeah. Are we good? I'm good. Um, this is like my closing <laughs> question. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're yeah. the boss. Yeah. <laughs> you are the boss, sir. Yeah. Well, we're just, we, we, this has been uh, almost two hours now. Yeah. Oh, wow. You know, time flies. Yeah. Again, about the time, but. So thank you for watching. Please hit that subscribe button. Hit that bell notification so you know when we're coming on next. Yeah. And we'll see you again on... Yeah. Uh, all oh, my Instagram oh. followers, please subscribe to this channel. Then we have a thousand subscribers. And that's what we need, please. Yeah. All what, my what followers, right too. Yeah. And then also, we are honored. Kevin, thank you so much for being here tonight and talking about that limited release coming up in February. Show that one more time. Please. Death Romantic. You have it? My shameless plug. Uh, no, we, we, we've been working on yeah. getting you here for a while. and I asked I've been trying Jolene, to pop in, yeah. Yeah, and you know, I didn't, We I asked Jolene if it's okay you coming on. And yeah, I hope it was. I, I, I didn't want to be like, I hope she's okay with it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I would ask before. <laughs> yeah. He just sprung it on me. So this is a very limited release wax seal on top, nine percent imperial stout, seven hundred fifty ml bottle. Yeah, pre-order only. Pre-order only. Um, OneTimeBrew.co slash death. And the link's not live yet, so don't go to it and expect to pre-order. Um, there is going to be unlimited pre-orders. So this is our first time doing a pre-order like this. Um, it's part, it's our very first limited edition series. Um, get the shirts, get the, get everything. It's, uh, it's looking good. I don't know if Lucas got the shirts. Uh, I did, but I couldn't figure out how to. Oh, that's fine. Here. That's fine. They're pretty cool. Check us out. Uh, you know, uh, one time brew co that's our Instagram. That's our Facebook. Yeah. Can we put it in our stories? Absolutely. Check their stories. Perfect. You'll see it. Um, and we'll be posting about this week. So thanks very much, guys.
And please do follow Jeline as well on her journey to compete further this year. We don't know what it is, how it's going to work, but we know <laughs> there's exciting things happening. And Jolene is here to achieve. Yes. Yes, Absolutely. you are. And also motivate. Like, if you need motivation, follow Jolene right now. Like it's the best. Yeah. Do it. And I think in a time <laughs> like this, everyone needs a little motivation. It's yeah. a good point. I'm here to help. I love that. Lucas, take yourself there, please. Okay. See you later, everybody. <laughs>